0: Hello and welcome to episode 40 of Be The Drop, a weekly podcast that investigates the art of communication, specifically storytelling, in today's digital world. I'm Amelia Ville, and I believe that stories can evoke powerful emotions, inspire change, and motivate action. By interviewing a wide range of people who have built engaged communities, I investigate and share the secrets to great communication. Using the slogan, the happiest place in the world, might seem ambitious and a very bold statement. But after our visit to Dog City Daycare, a daycare centre for dogs in Adelaide, I think it is 100% appropriate. Dog City Daycare owners Alex and Daniel bought the business three and a half years ago when they were just in their mid-twenties. With minimal experience at running a business between them, they have turned their love of dogs into two thriving centers for well-adjusted pups of all shapes and sizes, with a third center on the way. In today's episode of Be The Drop, Daniel and Alex talk about the importance of playtime at work, how to motivate and support your staff, and reveal another piece of the puzzle leading us closer to the key to modern storytelling. This is Alex and Daniel's version of Be the Drop. Well, hi, Daniel and Alex. It's Hello. an absolute pleasure to be here in Dog City, the happiest place in the world. It's our pleasure so welcome. To have you here. Great. I'm very excited for our next episode of Be the Drop. I believe you've got an item of significance. We do. And definitive. so if you could explain that and how it connects you with your business and community.
1: This is Fergus, so um, Fergus represents a lot for us professionally and personally. And um, so Fergus, Daniel and I have a really quick backstory. So we met each other in December. We were, you know, we got Fergus in. Not December of last year. No, 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 Cause no. that'd be a really quick story. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, we met each other in December, then we moved in together, got Fergus, um, which he was a very special needs dog. Um, who took a lot of time and kind of showed us this whole different side to dog ownership that we didn't know. Um, and being the crazy dog person that I am, I rang Daniel one day as I was driving down King William Street in Kent Town and was like, oh my goodness, there's dogs daycare. We must bring Fergus there. So we went in, we brought Fergus and um, it was Fergus's happy place with all of his special needs. So he couldn't really be anywhere else, but he could be there. Um, and so he, we were at Dog City on a weekend with one of the trainers doing a little workshop and he mentioned that the business was for sale and I think it was the first time it kind of our subconscious woke up to wow I think business ownership's something we could really really mm. do and something we'd really love and I think we hadn't considered that in ourselves.
2: I don't think the owners took us very seriously in the beginning because I think I was 26. Yeah I, I would have been tw- Yeah 26 and 24 and so we got in touch about purchasing this business and she went oh, Two kids that just love dogs. Yeah, so in the beginning, kind of had that. Uh, okay, but no, but a bit of persistence and
1: yes, yeah. and a, a few months of kind of this whole new world that we didn't actually know, and we really didn't know what we we're in for. Um, and we do attribute our our business to Fergus because he was the reason we came across it. He's the reason we we got involved and so heavily invested. So then. Um, We had Fergus, we had the business, and we were kind of, it was deepened. We were learning what we were doing. Um, And then we quite horrifically lost Fergus when he was 18 months old. It was really, really awful. Um, And So now Fergus is obviously not part of the business physically, but he represents why we do what we do. He's our why. So yes, we're a business. This is why we're here, for dogs. We're, We're here because we want to be their home when they're not at home. Um, so every single dog, and we have a mantra in here. We have to love them like they're our own, and our staff do. Our staff come in on their days off to see certain dogs, and mm-hmm. you know they, they, we have particular rosters that are around specific dogs because we know that those dogs are maybe a little a little concerned, and they respond really well to a certain staff member. And they're our why. We we want to help dogs. What we do is more than dog daycare. We're trying to really change the way. Dogs socialise and the dogs that dogs can um, kind of be a part of our community and our society. We, we think we've got a really important role to play in that.
2: Um, to be honest, we owe a lot to our um, business manager and accountant for helping us through in the beginning. Um, Julian, he is amazing. He's um, at our beg and call every time we've ever needed something, something explained, we were unsure. Um, he was always our go to. He
1: um, guided us when we mm. didn't know what we were doing. Yes, yeah. I, I think. Um, Something that Daniel and I do really well is we just trust instantly. And I think a lot of it was a blur, Yeah, Yeah. you know, I I kind of liken it to the first four months of having our daughter. It was a blur, sleep deprivation, you're in the deep (laughs) end, you don't know what you're doing. New business ownership was exactly like that as well and you're trying to be the very best you can be at something that you've never done before. Yeah. I think it was really helpful for me having the dogs because I had this instant connection with the business and I had a massive passion which was in the business so that made it easier for me and I think Daniels obviously was a love of dogs but was um, this desire to learn and to, to do the best yeah. you could do from that sense. So in, I think that made it a bit easier. In
2: the beginning Alex left her job as a teacher and I still stayed. Working for Red Bull, so I would come into the business for a couple of hours before work Mm -hmm. and come back a couple of hours after work. So I didn't actually go into the business full time until you stopped working when you're pregnant with Evie.
0: Yeah. Mm. So and that's hard, you know. Yeah, absolutely. It's a lot of work, and and business is hard. And what so for you that primary motivation? Well, Alex is very clearly it's around the dogs. But what about as a business and running the business side of it? What do you think is that key motivator that drives you to keep doing it?
2: I still think it comes back to the dogs, to be honest.
0: Yeah, and I oh. was going to say
1: as well, the staff, we employ 23 of, I may be biased, but the best young people ever, literally.
2: Yeah, amazing.
1: Um, and I think oh, a lot of them are, are younger than us, so we're really clear mentors for them as well, I Mm. think. So it's to try to be the best we can be and to show them that anything's possible. Especially a lot of the younger girls, um, maybe a little bit confused, I know I was at 18, 19, I don't know what direction I'm headed in. Mm. Um, So to try and kind of show them that anything is possible. And also I think our clients as well. Yeah. Our clients are phenomenal.
2: I mean, this business wouldn't be anywhere near where it is right now without those 23 young people or without our fantastic clients that trust us with their family members every single day. Yeah. So,
1: factoring in we see
0: about 25,000 dogs a year. That's a lot of people. Yeah, and then a lot of dogs. That's yeah. <laughs>
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So and that's
0: across three locations. Two, Two soon moment. to be three. Two, right,
1: I don't soon know why I thought, three. work in progress, yeah. I'm, I'm joking. Joking. yes. That's yes. okay, that's what we do. Yes. We just <laughs> to welcome. It's like you've been
2: here for years. I
1: think the day we opened this, we went, okay, yeah, we'll do another one, let's start thinking.
0: Yeah, so you started with one location mm-hmm. and then moved to this yes. one. What was that like, taking on board another that location?
1: Like that. That, I think that was potentially a bigger learning Definitely curve. Definitely was. Um, because yeah. in the beginning when we first um, purchased the business, we didn't really know what we were doing, so naivety was quite helpful in that sense, but we really understood the, the gravity of one to two. So we increased our staff by over 100%. We- Yeah, we
2: hired 10 new people.
1: 10 new people. We went through 1,700 resumes. <laughs> um, that was intense. That was crazy. <laughs>
2: Because we want to pay everyone respect, they've applied for a yep. job with us, so we re, we replied individually to absolutely everybody.
1: Um, and then we created a leadership team, which that's something that was unfamiliar territory for us. us. Um, and then we also had the the joy, I suppose, of the creation of the facility, which we didn't get to do on the previous one, and mm. we could, I guess, push Dog City in the direction. Finally that we wanted it to go. Uh, Now
0: you mentioned the importance of your customers and your client and um, I use the word a lot community around. Can you unpack a little bit more What it is you know that the the people or the groups that make up your community? Our
1: clients are phenomenal. So let's say that they're obviously our priority and we've got two two elements to our clients so that's furry and non-furry that's the easy way that we refer yeah. to them um, and <laughs> because the dogs are our clients so we obviously have to do the very best by them when they're here but owners aren't going to leave their dogs with us unless they're also impressed and we've got a relationship with them too yeah. um, we have the luxury of having a drop-off and pick-up point so that's a fair bit of time that we spend with these people Two touch every points day. with every
2: client every day. Um, a big part of us is relationships within the industry. So we've worked really hard on having really positive relationships with um, local vets around Adelaide, mm-hmm. um, dog right. trainers,
1: RSPCA. RSPC,
2: RSPCA is a big one for us. We've um, really built a strong relationship with those guys as well, trying to support them where we can. We're at the Million Pools Walk with a stall. We say we're more than dog daycare, but in terms of the actual dogs, we are the daycare element. So. We're not the medical side, we're not the behaviour side. So to have all these friends in the industry Mm. is really important to us because that's where we refer clients for all these questions because we don't answer questions um, that we don't know the answers to. We're not experts in um, the medical side or experts in the behaviour side. Which
1: I guess enhances our relationship with our clients again. It's also pretty special, I mean, for us, having an instant connection with every single client that comes in here. We have the mutual love of dogs. That's phenomenal. With every single person that walks through this door, our staff have something in common with them. So we immediately have a talking point and we immediately have...
2: There's an instant rapport. Yeah, it is.
1: It is. And uh, you get people that do such incredible jobs during the day. And they come here and they just want to talk about their dog and they will sit on the counter and sit on the floor. And yeah. um, I think we, we get to see a really special
0: side of people. And yeah, that's a very dogs. human element. It's yeah. very
2: authentic side of people. Yeah. Outside of those professional spaces, their guards down a bit more there. Yeah. It's all about their dog and yeah. about all the dogs. So
0: yeah. 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 And there's a lot of love around that. Yes. Yeah. So, yes yeah that's why it is a happy place yeah it's yeah. not just in there
1: with the dogs it is a happy place people come in with this big smile waiting to hear the funny stories about their dog that day and yeah that's that's so good because everyone leaves with a smile yeah absolutely. how often can you say that no and our staff uh some of the happiest people yeah, are not absolutely. They just laughter and we joke around all the time and they, love, they go running out to see clients and dogs and yeah. it's just, it's, it's amazing. We have a fantastic community and we're really fortunate to be part of that. More than just a dog daycare, um, we, what were we saying the other day? So it's not just what happens once a dog walks in the Dog City Doggy doors. It, what, it's what we um, offer them that they take with them when they leave. So it's about giving dogs skills here. So when they go out on the weekend with their owners for their mashed avocados and lattes and they do all that (laughs) kind of stuff, they've got skills where they can sit there and not be overwhelmed by other dogs walking past. They could be Mm. let off a lead at a beach and know how to interact with other dogs. Mm. That has a massive ripple effect for everyone. It means that we can be at the beach and we can feel safe. Mm. It means that our daughter can run along at the park and we can feel that she's safe as well. Yeah. Um, and part of that, we we started a, a puppy program. It's called our Positive Puppy Program. So we get these dogs in. We have used our community to um, write a little book. So it's a book with um, leading animal behavior experts, vets. The um, Good Dog SA, so the Dog and Cat Management Board, um, mm-hmm. have all come in to write this book that goes to owners and it's, we essentially approached people and said, what do you want to tell new dog owners? Like what, what's something, what's a message we can get out? So we've got all of this awesome information from them. We do five intensive sessions with puppies. They graduate, they get a certificate, they do all that kind of stuff. But for us, it's knowing that even if they never come back, we've taught them something mm. and we believe we've contributed to the, the overall safety.
0: And so what is your primary communication methods then?
1: uh we have um mobile phones
2: yep each facility has a mobile phone
1: and so the staff um so downstairs right now will have phones and they'll be taking photos real time sending messages sms's to all the owners letting them know what their dogs are doing who they're playing with um social media is massive for Mm us um instagram and facebook and we didn't really have um i guess a strategy in that which looking back it's silly, That's but part I, of that three and a half years ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I guess it's paid off now because we've worked out. Um, well, now we upload specific photos we don't ever sell on social media. It's more well, we are we're selling our experience. We're putting up photos of what the dogs doing. We, each centre gets an album each day of all the doggy photos, all the funny stuff that happens. Um, mm-hmm. Instagram, our staff walk around. It's a competition. It's a competition <laughs> as to who can come up with the funniest caption, <laughs> and they're hilarious. They are they're hilarious. hilarious. Um, we get emails from just random people that will be like, uh, "My colleagues and I are sitting watching your, we your don't Instagram use your service, right yeah. now." <laughs> <laughs> so funny. I think it's the best part
2: though, allowing these 18, 19 to thirty-year-olds to use Instagram, create the captions, a bit of a competition, it makes it fun. Yeah. Whereas yeah. if we have one person sitting there doing it, it can become quite sterile. Yeah. yeah. And
0: it's a chore. It yes. is a chore. It becomes yes. a
2: chore and and I think you can you can see that from the outside. If you're if you're looking at somebody's social media feed, you can see if it's a chore. Yeah. Or you can see if they're having fun with it. So Or if
1: it's the same person doing it. Yeah, there.
2: yeah, you can definitely see if it's the same person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so we can tell internally if we look at a post, if I'm not at our west facility i'm at our east facility today and i see one of their posts i can straight away tell if that was dylan or Gemma, or because we don't understand each other's styles internally yeah yeah Yeah.
1: Yeah. we're not going to sit here and we're the bosses so we should be doing that you guys are funnier than us most of the time sorry Hmm. (laughs) um
2: they're funnier than alex
1: (laughs) (laughs) they'll get to me eventually and they help us access a different part of the market you know so um i think that's really important yeah yeah
2: we wouldn't have it any other way I can't imagine. And
1: so are you blogging in amongst that as well? That's something that we're a a doggy bloggy. Um, I think that's really important. Um, And that was one of our community members actually made a suggestion that perhaps in our quest to be taken more seriously, that was a really good avenue to go down as well. Mm. Um, Obviously, we would only blog about things that were relevant to us. But Mm. um, I think there's a lot of scope for that. And there's a lot of scope for our staff to participate in that as well. Like one of our staff, she's a vet in Ecuador she's just moved over to Australia and um, obviously she's not practicing as a vet here but how phenomenal to have that knowledge to help us as well Um, and to give them a voice in it and i think they take more ownership and more responsibility comes with that as well Mm. one of our staff is fantastic this is where we tap into their resources um james is brilliant and he um, can make little videos for us so we'll kind of come up with an idea for the puppy program and then he does some filming, puts it all together, and then we put it on our plasma TVs for all of our clients to see as they're waiting for their dogs to be picked up. Yeah. Um, and yeah. then there's one on just a day in the life of Dog City. Yeah. And I guess I, I'm surprised we actually left that out when we were talking, because that is, that storytelling. It's Especially yeah, the funny. day in the life of Dog City and the puppy program, it goes from beginning to end of what the experience is. Yeah. And it's from a dog's perspective. So, you yeah. know, James was uh, spending a lot of time on the floor during that <laughs> filming. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, that is storytelling. I think we inadvertently also do it through our social media as well because the photos that are uploaded at the end of the day are generally a progression of the day. Yeah. So you might see really craziness in the morning and then it kind of plateaus lots of dogs napping and then it goes up again. And I think that's a really cool way for people to
0: experience what happens mm. during the day. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and yeah. you're really taking them on a, on that journey. Yeah. There. yeah.
1: I think so.
0: All right, I feel like we've covered all our questions, but you're not quite off the hook yet. Mm -hmm. Don't need to be off the (laughs) hook. In conclusion though, I would love to know, Daniel and Alex's, and you can have separate ones, Mm -hmm. it's okay, your be the drop tip. So that's your top connection or community building um, or communication tip.
2: I think from a community (laughs) building perspective, I think it's just, we're as genuine as we possibly can be. That transparency comes back. So with people, that we communicate with or build relationships with, whether it be clients or people in the community, there's no hidden agenda from us. We're incredibly genuine and...
1: Yeah. Yeah. I also think, love what you do. When you love what you do and you're so passionate about what you're talking about, people listen. And I think you're heard a lot more. Yeah, absolutely. I I don't think um, we would be anywhere near as successful, for want of a better word, if we weren't working within our passion. Um, It's such a privilege to do something you love. Um, And I think if you harp on about that Mm. as much as possible, people definitely pay attention.
2: We don't get that Sunday night sinking stomach feeling. No,
1: we always (laughs) joke about that. You know, you you log onto Facebook and you see people like, oh, when Sunday turns into that Monday feeling, we're like, what? It's work tomorrow, that's the best. Weekends are boring.
2: (laughs) (laughs) We hang out with heaps of dogs Monday to Friday. Why would I want a Sunday? Why would I want a Saturday? And
1: we hang out with the best people. It's like, this is our, I don't know, this is, this is our everything. This is yeah. our, our social opportunities. This is our, our family. We call everyone our family well, The cultural here.
2: side of it's huge. Yeah. The staff all really get along. They, mm. There's a Facebook messenger group where they're constantly yeah. in communication all day, every day. So I think people here actually want to be around each other. Yeah. Hmm.
1: Be fun. Be passionate. Yeah. Love what you do. Just love. I think it's so much easier. <laughs> I, I'm, we're terrible liars. We would be awful at a job
0: that we didn't love.
2: <laughs> I would be no good in politics.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, sorry, I did say that that was the last one, but oh, I've yep. just actually thought of something else that I did want to ask. Amelia,
2: me. we just discussed transparency. I know, I <laughs> know, and I lie. <laughs> no, no, no. But I'm being transparent <laughs> that's okay, that's about okay, that's my okay. lies. Is that's that okay? okay? That's fine. <laughs> no, <it's> fine.
0: <laughs> No, because, and you mentioned the family aspect and mm-hmm. we got a sneak peek at the, at the playroom yes. as well. So, yeah. in amongst, you know, these three and a half years, you've you've obviously been busy as well because you've now got a daughter yes. to do. Yes, yes. And she comes in with the work. So, there's a fair bit of juggling there. How did that go? I think that was easy.
1: Tr- do you think?
2: You do it. You do a lot more <laughs> of it than I do.
1: <laughs> no, I think that was... I found it easier being at work with Evie than I did at home. And that's not to say I didn't enjoy being a parent, but um, we we're, we're s- we love Dog City so much. That's um, as much a part of Daniel and I and as much a part of our family as anyone else is. Identity. So, you know, Dog City's been around for almost as long as we've been together. So it, it's, it's still a part of our relationship and Evie um, has just joined into that as well. So it was a really easy transition bringing her here mm. um, and opening her up to a whole other family as well. She, her face lights, she's always, her face lights up when she gets in here. She starts running. And she will confidently strut in with the dogs and get them all to sit. She'll walk up to
2: the staff and fist bump them yeah. to say hello. Yeah. It's, <laughs> I
1: think um, it's made easier by knowing that we're offering her an opportunity that perhaps she wouldn't have got. Um, yeah. Sitting at home with me, I can play as much as I like. It's not the same as this. Um, it's not the same love that she gets here or, well I love it, but obviously it's different isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. yeah. Hmm. I think it's easy and I, I feel really at home at work.
2: When we were looking to expand looking for this um, second part of Dog City, the biggest part was outside of obviously client access, locality, in terms of the actual building was making sure that Evie could be a part of it. So we yeah. probably looked at about a dozen buildings between November and March of 2015 and 2016 and we weren't going to settle for anything that didn't actually completely suit the work-life balance in terms of having Evie here.
1: Because isn't that what small business is about? It's, it's a family feel. I think that's something um, that's really special about Dog City. It is a family feel, and it wouldn't be right if Evie wasn't here. No. She's a part of that. It's weird not having her here now, actually. She's here Thursdays, In between hearing the dog sounds, you can usually hear her squeals and carrying on, <laughs> and that's, that's Dog City. That's who we are, and I think the clients love that as well. They come in and they know her and
2: yeah, absolutely.
1: I don't know whether that that shows our love
0: for the business. Um, I hope so. Mm. I think it's a great experience. Yeah, uh, that's good. I'm glad I asked that. experience. <laughs> so am
2: I. I take back any animosity I have towards you. If you like a transparency. Am I forgiven? Yeah, totally.
0: <laughs> you were forgiven before. Oh, thank you. <laughs> well, thank you so much. Thank you. Well, thank you. Thanks for listening to Be The Drop podcast. Be sure to subscribe in iTunes or your favourite podcast app. Leave us a review or share with someone who is looking to improve their communication. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter or Instagram at be underscore the underscore drop or visit our website narrativemarketing.com.au and click on the podcast tab. If you or somebody you know embodies Be The Drop email us via podcast at narrativemarketing.com.au. New episodes are released each Monday, so make sure you don't miss out by checking in every week.